0: Good morning. If you're excited to be here, let me hear Amen. amen. Hey, that's pretty good. I thought I was going to, to do that twice. Uh, I'm so excited to be here this week. Um, I am excited about the sermon series that we're going through, excited about the new space. There's just a lot of really cool things that are happening uh, in the life of our church family, our, our church family right now. But I'm just super excited to be here for and to just kind of witness and see God work through. Um, <clears throat> I'm also excited that we were able to make it this morning. Uh, some of you, I've shown pictures and you know already, but our car was demolished on Friday night. Um, I'm like very particular about our vehicle. So usually when I'm like, oh man, it got messed up. What that means is like, there's like a little tiny, like smudge of paint from another car that you can just wipe off. This is not that situation. (laughs) We went to a performance in White Plains. And when it was parked on uh, the street, somebody just came down a hill and just side swiped it really really badly enough where it was not drivable and so we took the train here today which was a fun super fun adventure um but the kids love taking the train so that in and of itself was a blessing to get to have a, a fun thing for them to do um but yeah i'm grateful to be here grateful that we weren't in the car when it happened grateful that we have insurance and the person that hit us has insurance and so god works those things out Um, But I am super happy to be here with you this morning and get to preach uh, from Luke. So if you want to turn uh, to Luke chapter 1, those of you know my perils with titles, but I just pre-titled all of these sermons so I don't have to worry about it. This is the Mary, Did You Know? Mary, Did You Know? sermon series. And so last week was Mary, Did You Know? The Presence of God? And this week is Mary, Did You Know? The Power of God? And so that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit today today. We're going to start in uh, chapter 1, starting in verse 39. And really what we're doing with this sermon series is we want to focus on the birth of Jesus because of the time of year that it is. But we also want to make sure that we're trying to put ourselves in the position uh, of Mary and, and trying to see what it would be like to receive this news. I think often when we talk about these just champions of our faith, we know how their story plays out. And so when we read their story, we think, oh yeah, well, of course they went to do this. And of course they were obedient because this thing was going to happen. But in the moments that they were living out their faith, they, they don't know the outcome of what they've been called to do in the same way that you and I don't know the outcome of what we've been called to do. And I think we can really learn a lot of lessons from the response of these people, uh, both good lessons uh, or lessons of things that they did well, lessons of things that maybe was just more their human nature kind of taking over that they were battling. And so we'll talk a little bit about that today. Um, Like always, we're going to start, we'll read the scripture, we'll pray over it, and then we'll kind of break it down uh, into smaller sections and see what we can pull from it for the lesson. Starting in verse 39 in chapter 1 in Luke, it says, In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. This is immediately after her conversation with the angel Gabriel that we went over last week. In verse 40 it says, She entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. In verse 43, Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, When the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for just the faithfulness of Mary. God, thank you for um, her ability to follow through and the things that you've called her to. Uh, God, I just pray that, we would be able to read her story, that we would be able to recognize um, just how difficult it would have been in this time uh, to follow your word, to follow that call. And God, I pray that we would be encouraged, uh, Lord, that we would be transformed by this message and the ways that we see you working in the life, or the ways that we've seen you work in the life of Mary and what that meant for not just her, but for all of mankind. God, I pray that we would uh, carry Jesus to others in the same way that Mary carried Jesus and that others' lives would be impacted because of that. We just pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Awesome. So we see in uh, this section of Scripture uh, that having just received this fantastical news from the angel Gabriel uh, that she would carry and bury the Son of God, Mary er, carry and bear the Son of God, Mary hurries to visit her relative Elizabeth, who we previously heard is actually six months pregnant with a baby of her own, who is John the Baptist. So she hurries to Elizabeth to share the news with her, and all the while, Mary is kind of processing through some of those things that we talked about last week. She's processing through what it means to be favored by God. She's processing through her own fear, uh, through being kind of flustered and confused, but also through all of those things, having faith. And so she immediately feels the need to go and share this emotion that she has with her relative Elizabeth. And so... When we look in uh, verses 39 through 41, we see that Mary, our first point for today, Mary was bursting, right? Mary was bursting. She had all this emotion being built up inside of her, and she had to go, and she had to share it. In verse 39, in those days, Mary arose and went with haste, right? She didn't delay. She went as fast as she could, as quickly as she could, into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth, And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So in this section, we see that Mary, being filled with incredible news about carrying the Savior of the world, um, goes to see Elizabeth. And it's kind of hard for us to imagine uh, the wealth of emotion that must have been going through uh, Mary's mind, must have been going through her spirit, and what she must have been battling with, those things that she had bottled up inside, Um, Oftentimes we read stories like this, and I think everything seems so definitive to us. Like there's these nice, clean-cut edges of like, oh, well, Mary was worried, and then Gabriel said, don't worry, and then Mary never worried again. But that's just not how life works. That's not how we are built as humans, right? Our brokenness is kind of now built into who we are, and so I'm sure there were still some of these things going through Mary's mind, still some of these things in her heart. But yet, rather than staying put and, and dwelling on that fear, she goes to uh, her relative Elizabeth to share this news that she was given. So it's important to, to recognize that this is an incredible and a happy moment uh, in Mary's life, but it's also a very scary moment for a, a myriad of reasons, right? How is she going to explain why she's pregnant? Um, how is she going to, to bear the Savior, the Son of God? What does this mean for her? What does it mean for her family, her relatives, There's questions, I'm sure they were spiraling, and in the midst of this, Mary goes to share this with her relative. And because she chooses to go and to share, then her relative Elizabeth immediately received that same favor and joy that we talked about Mary having previously. And so sometimes when we receive favor from God and sometimes God places a call on our life and it seems intimidating, it seems like we don't really understand how it's going to play out, sometimes we can keep that to ourselves out of fear. Sometimes we can just try to rationalize and go over that over and over and over again rather than just taking those steps of faith in what God has called us to do. And so Mary, trusting and denying her brokenness, follows God in order to be able to see His perfect design played out. And so if in our own lives, if we want to see God's perfect design played out, we must first deny our brokenness and allow God to work in spite of our limitations. We have to deny the brokenness in our life and allow God to work in spite of our limitations. So Mary chooses to go, and even with this fear, she chooses to share her experience with Elizabeth and let her know what God has told her. And God uses that to show favor to Elizabeth and her unborn child. What's really interesting about this is Mary didn't particularly do anything special for this favor to be shared and for this excitement to be shared. It says that she walked in and she greeted them and upon the greeting Elizabeth's baby leapt for joy. There was excitement. All Mary did was carry the story and the greeting and carry physically Jesus into the situation and Jesus himself created the excitement in the room. Jesus himself created the favor. Jesus himself created the blessing of what was happening. It's not like Mary came bearing gifts. It's not like she came with this insanely wise word from God. She just said, hey, I'm here. And immediately the presence of Jesus changed the atmosphere in the room. And while we may not physically carry Jesus with us, if we follow God, if we're believers, we're carrying the Holy Spirit with us. We're carrying the same power of God that has the ability to just change the atmosphere in rooms, has the ability to do miraculous things, and it doesn't take much more from us other than just being faithful and carrying that Spirit of God into a situation and allowing Him to work in spite of our limitations. So an example of this is, as humans, sometimes we try to find reasons why we shouldn't do a thing that God called us to do, right? We even saw previously when, when Gabriel tells Mary that, he's, that she is going to bear the son of God. She says, well, how is this even possible? I'm a virgin. I, uh, there's no way I could have a child. And he says, with God, all things are possible. But as humans, as part of our brokenness that we have to deny, we, we see situations and we say, well, obviously God's not asking me to do that because I'm not prepared to do that. Obviously, God's not asking me to do that because that's outside of my abilities. But rather than quickly deny what God is calling us to do, we should spend time in prayer and reflection on God's call. And rather than deny his call, we should deny our brokenness. A really good example of this is oftentimes, Colby will ask for help with something. And she doesn't actually have to ask for help with a lot of things. It's usually schoolwork that she just kind of gets tripped up on for a minute and gets really frustrated. But she's really smart and she's very rational. And so when she comes to an issue or a problem that she can't immediately figure out, it frustrates her. So then I'll step in and I'll try to help and I'll offer a solution. But when she doesn't immediately see the value of that solution, she just rejects it. She shoots down everything that I'm saying without even trying what I'm asking her to try. And so it might look like, hey dad, um, I can't get this clock thing to work on my schoolwork. I'm doing this assignment and I'm supposed to set the clock to the appropriate hour um, and, and I can't get it to work. Literally the only thing she needed to do was to click into the little text box so that she could get the blinking cursor so that the computer would read that she was trying to push the numbers on the keyboard. That's all she needed to do. And I said, well, just click the box. And she said... No, I don't want, I'm not trying to click, I'm trying to push the buttons. I'm like, yeah, but you just just click the box. And she said, no, 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 I'm not, Dad, I'm not using the mouse, okay? I'm using the buttons. I don't want to click the numbers, I want to push the buttons and have them pop up there. And I said, well, just click the box. And she said, oh, okay. And she clicked the box, and the little cursor thing popped up, and I pushed the number, and she goes, oh, oh. And I just thought to myself, how often is God talking to me? And I'm like, there's no way that's going to work. And he's like, just, just click the box. I'm like, no, no, but you don't understand. I'm, I'm not trying to do that. I can't do that. I'm actually trying to accomplish this over here. And I need you to help me with this problem. And God's like, just click the box, right? And so often we're just so quick to deny the word that we receive from the Lord because we can't rationalize it in our own minds. And I'm just thankful for the example of Mary, even though I don't know if she knew exactly what she was doing, right? I'm, I'm not saying that in scripture we can see that Mary sat there and thought, I'm sure God wants me to go and share with my relative in the world what's going on. But what we can see is that Mary did not deny God's word. Previously, she said, if this is what God's word is for me, let it be so. Even though she didn't understand it completely, even though she was flustered, even though there was probably some frustration there, even though there was some fear there, She accepted what God's word was, and not only did she accept God's word, she went to someone else to share what God's word was spoken over her. I think those are very important things for us to learn from this story. If we look in verse 42, we can see that not only was Mary bursting with emotion, but she was actually blessed. And verse 42, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, she being Elizabeth, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And Elizabeth says, why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Of all people, why should she come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped. For joy, So not only was Mary bursting and able to share favor with her relative Elizabeth, she was also blessed. Her greeting, the news that she carried, the baby that she carried, the presence of God, everything about the situation pointed to the evident blessing that Mary had received. Mary was blessed and there was no way to hide it. So even though Mary didn't understand the blessing fully, even though there was fear behind how it would happen, fear behind what it might look like, She was so evidently blessed that when she entered the room, it changed everything. When we follow God's perfect design, when we deny our own brokenness and limitations and choose to follow God, others will see that we are blessed. There will be no hiding that God is behind our action. For what is impossible with man is possible with God. And so that if we're living and following God's perfect design in such a way that denies the brokenness of humanity, that denies the natural desires that we have to turn from God, other people are going to start to notice. We're not going to need to walk into a room and and proclaim the name of God necessarily, even though that's not a bad thing, and we may be called to do that from time to time. But our life will be lived in such a way that people start to take notice of the blessing and the favor that God has given us. And it's not necessarily that that blessing and favor comes because we're living these things out or because we're faithful. What did we learn last week? Blessing and favor comes to us because God is with us. And so if we choose to follow God and we go where God is and we carry God with us, those are the things that are going to stand out to people. Those are the things that are going to cause us naturally to start to make decisions that honor God rather than honoring ourselves rather than compartmentalizing and saying, okay, I've got Sundays and one other night of the week for God, the rest of the week is for me, and then we'll just see kind of how we can maybe combine those things at some point and insert God in certain areas. If we carry God with us to every single thing that we do, if we carry Him to work, if we carry Him to hang out with our friends, we carry Him to church, every situation that we step into begins to become transformed by this bursting emotion of favor that God has blessed us with. In the same way that Mary was filled, so much so that she was overflowing, we should be filled in the same way. And if we are filled in the same way, people will see that we are blessed. In the same way that Elizabeth saw that Mary was blessed. And because Mary was favored and blessed and shared that with Elizabeth, Elizabeth got to feel the same thing. She said, who am I? Like Mary gets to carry the baby Jesus. Like that's incredible. But it's also incredible that she would even come to me and share this with me. Who am I to even get to hear the news that this is going to happen? It's incredible, incredible the ways that God will bless us when we're faithful, when we choose to follow him. Imagine a world where the church doesn't just rest in God's blessings on Sundays with one another, but strives to live blessed on a daily basis, that consistently and intentionally lives in a way that only God can sustain. This is the calling that we've been given. This is the example that we see in Christ, and this is the example that we see in Mary. In the midst of the unknown and human brokenness, Mary follows God. In the midst of the unknown and brokenness, Mary follows God. I feel like a lot of times we can make following God very complex. It is difficult, right? It's not that We don't necessarily make it difficult. Just following God is difficult but sometimes we make it more complex than it actually is. It really is that simple. Mary follows God. Austin follows God. Carrie follows God. If we want to see God transform our lives in a way that causes us to burst and to be blessed in such a way that radically changes the world around us, we must follow God. Looking in verse 45, it says, And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. So Mary followed God. But why? She followed God because she believed that what had been spoken to her by the Lord would come true. She was told something fantastical. She was told something not possible by man. Yet at the end of it, Gabriel said, Don't fear. You have found favor with the Lord. You will carry a son. His name will be called Jesus, and he will be the Savior of the world. And she said, You know what? If that's what God says, let it be so. And she followed God because she believed if God said it, it would be fulfilled. Because she believed, she was blessed. Because she believed, she was bursting with this incredible news that she couldn't hold to herself. And next week, we'll get to see a little bit more of what that bursting looks like and kind of this outpouring of Mary's heart. But for this week, I'd like us to think about a few things. If Mary was bursting and Mary was blessed and Mary believed and those three things allowed her to impact her relative, those three things allowed her to change the, uh, the atmosphere of the house that she entered, not because of anything that she did crazy, but because she carried Jesus with her and she carried that bursting emotion that she was blessed with and just shared it freely. Our application as a church, let's let Connection Church be a church that denies our brokenness and perceived limitations to follow God wherever he calls. If we're going to be a faithful church, let's deny brokenness that we have, and our own perceived limitations, and follow God wherever He calls. Let's let our church share the presence and power of God with others, so that they may receive favor and blessing. And finally, I pray that our church would be faithful even in the midst of doubt. Even in the middle of God's call, even in the middle of our story, even in the middle of things that we don't understand, when God calls us to do things that we're not sure how it's going to work out, when God asks us as individuals to do things that we're not sure, when God calls us to do the impossible in the midst of the doubt that we're inevitably going to have because we're broken and we're human, I pray that we just faithfully faithfully follow God into that call and watch Him do miraculous, incredible, impossible things for men, but completely possible things for God. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your love for us. The presence that just brings peace that we don't understand. The power of that presence, God, that has the ability to just transform people instantly. God, I pray that as that transformation continues to happen in our hearts, God, as we are instantly transformed into a desire to follow you and as we're consistently transformed throughout our life to look more and more like you, God, I pray that we would just boldly step out in faith, that we would follow you into the impossible and watch you do incredible, incredible things through our individual lives and through our church. God, I thank you for your son who makes all these things possible. I thank you for Mary, who had no idea how this thing would happen, but believed that what you said would come true. God, may we be a church of people that believes in your word, that believes that what you say will be fulfilled. God, may we live every second of our life boldly and confidently in the truth that we know what you have spoken will be fulfilled god thank you for mary's faithfulness for her faithfulness not only impacted herself and elizabeth and her family and friends but god her faithfulness impacted the entire world the entire history of the world and god we may not physically carry jesus in our bodies but we carry the same power of jesus through the holy spirit god we don't know any one of our faithful actions that you want to use to impact the lives of people. God, we don't know the echoes throughout eternity that we will have by being faithful to you, but God, you know those things and we know that you've called us to be faithful. So I just pray that through your power, God, through the favor that you bless us with, that we would leverage that favor. We would leverage that power, God, for your glory and for your kingdom. Just pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. So we're gonna enter into a, uh, a time of response. And so during this time, if you'd like, we have uh, communion set up on the bar over here. Um, we have bread, symbolic of Jesus's body that was broken for you. We have wine, symbolic of the blood of Jesus that was poured out for you. We do that weekly, offer that weekly. If you're a follower of Jesus and, and you want to partake in communion, feel free during the song. Um, as there's availability to walk over there and take part in communion and remembering the sacrifice that Jesus has made for us so that we can do these things, that we can have favor, that we can walk boldly. Um, I'll be over uh, by the front door if you guys uh, would like to pray. If you have any prayer requests, if just anything that you want to share with me, I would love to pray with you, pray over you. Um, I'll be over there during the song And if God is just calling you to respond just in your seat, through song, through prayer, I encourage you to respond how the Holy Spirit is leading you uh, to respond. I'll pray over communion, and then uh, we'll have that time of response. Lord, once again, we just thank you for the sacrifice of your Son. Our life, and certainly our, our life following you would not be possible without that sacrifice. So Lord, we just come to you humbly, broken, just asking that you would sustain us, that you would fulfill us, and that you would continue to call us to greater things, and that we would follow you wherever that call is. In Jesus' name, amen.